Welcome to Condensed Matter, condensing recent work in metaphysics and the philosophy of science down to what matters. I'm your host, Sam Kimpton Knight. The focus of this episode is Thomas Nagel's Panpsychism published by Cambridge University Press in his Mortal Questions Anthology. This isn't a recent paper, it was first published in 1979, but it is a nice, sober discussion of panpsychism that makes quite clear a relatively sensible motivation for the view, as well as what's involved in its denial. This all makes for a nice change to some of the rather heated public debates of the issue nowadays. So call this a condensed matter classic. Maybe I'll do more of these in the future, because I definitely think that there are plenty of older papers out there that are worth revisiting in this format. In this paper, Thomas Nagel argues that four premises, each of which is more plausible than its denial, together lead to the conclusion that all matter has mental properties, or some degree of consciousness, i.e. that panpsychism is true. The first premise is material constitution, the idea that all living organisms, including human beings, are composed out of a huge number of material particles, the same sorts of particles that compose planets, stars, and everything else in the universe. There's nothing special about the matter that composes us, it might well have once composed a distant planet or a prehistoric tree or whatever else, and in future it may compose a mountain or a star or a cat. The second premise is non-reductionism. According to non-reductionism, mental states, such as being in pain or in love, are not physical properties of the organism in the sense that they are not implied by any physical properties alone. The third premise, realism, says that mental properties are nevertheless real properties of the organism. Finally, the fourth premise is non-emergence. This premise says that all properties of complex systems derive from properties of the constituents of those systems. According to Nagel, panpsychism follows from these four premises. Mental properties of an organism are not implied by any physical properties of the organism, as per non-reductionism, but according to non-emergence, an organism's mental properties must nonetheless derive from properties constituting that organism, so mental properties must be implied by non-physical properties. Finally, since any matter can compose an organism with mental properties, all matter must have these non-physical proto-mental properties from which familiar mental properties such as being in pain or in love may derive. All matter has mental properties. The picture we get is of a kind of mental chemistry. Fundamental bits of matter have basic mental properties which, when combined appropriately, imply the complex high-level mental properties of human beings and other organisms. Nagel goes on to discuss three problems with the argument for panpsychism. First, Nagel questions why, given the argument, we should call the properties of fundamental matter mental. Why not just call them physical? In a nutshell, Nagel's answer is that they are not the sorts of properties we could ever discover through chains of reasoning in physics alone. Observation of purely physical phenomena does not require us to posit these proto-mental properties as explanations. It is only from reasoning about our own experience that we're led to posit mental properties of fundamental bits of matter. Since these properties are not implied by reasoning in physics, we should not call them physical, though it's apt to call them mental. Second, Nagel asks what view of causality is involved in the denial of emergence. The non-emergence premise of the argument says that all properties of complex systems must derive from 
or be explainable in terms of properties of the basic constituents of those systems. It's not enough, according to Nagel, that some high-level properties are uniformly correlated with low-level properties for the latter to provide a causal explanation of the former. So it's not enough that mental properties are uniformly correlated with low-level physical properties that the latter explain the former and hence render them non-emergent. In denying that uniform correlation suffices for causation, Nagel is denying a Humean view of causation. Instead, Nagel thinks that there must be some real causal necessity between low-level properties and high-level properties in order for the low-level to explain the high-level and thus render it non-emergent. What's more, these necessary causal connections need to be at least discoverable in principle. Nagel thinks that purely physical properties of fundamental matter cannot, in principle, necessitate the higher-level mental properties in the way required for the former to explain the latter and render them non-emergent hence the need to posit non-physical properties at the fundamental level. Third, Nagel questions the realism premise. In particular, he questions whether the non-reduction premise, according to which low-level physical properties do not imply high-level mental properties, might tell against the reality of those high-level mental properties. Low-level physical properties will suffice to explain or imply behaviours or functional states of an organism, so perhaps we should reject realism about mental states in favour of just attributing to organisms certain behaviours or functional states, the presence of which all observers will agree on. But this doesn't satisfy Nagel. He thinks it's more likely that certain creatures, human beings and others, really do have a rich inner life that cannot be captured just in terms of behavioural and functional attributions. In general, Nagel thinks that for many organisms, there really is something that it is like to be that organism, and this is not a mere matter of exhibiting some behaviour or being in some functional state. Nagel doesn't claim that the argument for panpsychism is conclusive. Any of its premises could be denied. We could deny the first premise, that all organisms are composed entirely of matter, but to deny this would be to commit to dualism, the idea that organisms are amalgams of two different types of substance, mental and physical. This then raises famous problems about how the two different types of substance are supposed to interact. We could deny the second premise and thereby maintain that higher level mental states do reduce to, in the sense of being implied by, low level physical properties. Nagel dismisses this as implausible and only motivated by a desire to make the mind-body problem go away. We could deny the realism premise, i.e. we could maintain that mental properties are not real properties of the organism in the same way that, say, charge and mass are real properties of protons. Nagel thinks that this is promising, but that it awaits further development. Or we could deny non-emergence, i.e. allow that mental properties emerge from the fundamental physical level in the sense of not being implied or necessitated by the physical level. This, Nagel thinks, amounts to maintaining that mental states have no explanation at all something that he finds unattractive. I'm inclined to reject panpsychism and and hence to reject one of Nagel's premises. And I think the premise that I'd be most inclined to reject is the non-reduction premise. It seems plausible to me, at least more plausible than Nagel claims it to be, that mental properties such as being in pain do reduce, in a sense, to physical properties. Why not think that very complex arrangements of physical matter might give rise to mental states? Nagel seems concerned that there will be no necessitation here, and hence no proper explanation, but this seems to be because he's assuming that the necessary connections between certain spatio-temporal arrangements of matter and mental states must be intelligible or discoverable in principle. 
He thinks we could discover correlations between physical properties and mental states, but that this would reveal no necessity between the two and hence no explanatory relationship. But what is it to discover a necessary connection? I think Nagel thinks that all necessary connections should ultimately be the sorts of things that we could not even imagine failing to hold. But since we could imagine the failure of a correlation between physical and mental properties, there can be no necessity there, according to Nagel. But I just don't think that necessity should be tied up with what we can imagine in this way. I think there could be all sorts of necessary connections that we can imagine failing to hold. Hence, I think that observed correlations are perfectly good evidence for the presence of explanatory necessary connections, which, broadly speaking, I think is why I'm more optimistic about denying the non-reduction premise and maintaining that physical properties do explain and hence necessitate mental properties. Thanks for listening to Condensed Matter. Please rate and review the show on your favourite app so that more people can find it. There's also a link to the show's Patreon page in the episode notes. Your support will help towards the costs associated with hosting and production and will lead to improvements in your future listening experience. Patrons of the show will also get the chance to suggest articles and guests for future episodes. 